Hello everyone, welcome to the Blue Dog Whisperer. I'm Evan Grohlman, and on today's episode, I'm going to be discussing an issue which will explain the McCain Palin shirt that I'm wearing. Just so my listeners know, you can also watch my podcast on YouTube for this episode. The Blue Dog Whisperer is the name of the YouTube channel, so you can just go there and uh, and listen to it. So, I am wearing a McCain Palin shirt. I don't really like Palin. I would like to cover up her name if I could, but McCain. I'm going to explain a little bit about about this. So, um, you know, I think that one of the things that we're missing in Washington is Mavericks. And we seem to have a... And that's why I'm a big fan of the Blue Dog Caucus, because the Blue Dogs are the Mavericks of the Democratic Party, in my view. Uh, they, a lot of them really do go against their own party when they feel like it's the right thing to do. And it's happened often, and I think that it needs to be rewarded, not necessarily shamed. And unfortunately, uh, after the death of John McCain, you had a lot of people on both sides who were praising him and saying what a, what a hero he was, no matter what a maverick he was. But, you know, the thing is that a lot of Democrats who did this are the first ones to call blue dogs dinos, which means Democrat name only. And so I, I, I don't understand, which brings me to my point, people like mavericks until they join your political party is what I found. So, uh, they you know, political parties, by and large, at least the leadership and the ideologues, don't really like it when when uh, people go against, when its members go against their their agenda in any capacity. I'm not against the whole Democratic agenda. I agree with much of it, but I don't agree with all of it. And I think that we have enough politics with uh, in Washington, but it's also trickled down to the local levels with the local Democratic and Republican parties. Uh, a lot of Republicans cannot stand John McCain anymore. This is a man who they trusted to have the nomination for the for for the GOP back in two thousand eight, and to be honest, uh, Sarah Palin was the one in some instances who really I don't want to say she's responsible for the Tea Party because the Republican Party was moving right for a while in in increments. So you know one could say that it started with Ronald Reagan, but. Uh, the the Tea Party and the progressive wing of the of the Democratic Party, in my view, are one and the same in terms of ideologues. Their their message their their goal is to dismantle the entire party, and they want to move the parties further away from the center. And I I think that that is one of the reasons why I I don't like party politics that much, and I why I respect people like John McCain so much because uh, I cannot remember how many times I heard Democrats praising John McCain when he voted against the repeal of the Affordable Care Act, which was great. But then when he voted for the GOP tax plan, I mean, some of these Democrats were basically saying when it, were asking basically when his when his brain tumor was going to was going to grow. So, I mean, you just have so much nastiness in the parties that that it's 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 very sickening actually and i think that we we have um we have to really work on that so it seems like people like mavericks only when they do what they agree with them on 
And, uh, you know, I just think that if you're going to praise John McCain, if you're a Democrat, if you're a progressive and you're going to praise John McCain, but you won't tolerate mavericks in your own party or people in your own party who think for themselves, you're not practicing what you're preaching. You're just you're just uh, you're just praising John McCain because he did some things that you agreed with. And that's not being what being a being a maverick is about. That's not consistency. That's just uh, that's just being an ideologue. So I think that. What we need to do as Democrats and what the Republicans need to do, people in both parties, what they need to do is they need to maybe look up some of New Jersey's former Governor Christy Whitman wrote a book uh, called It's My Party Too. She's a Republican. Uh, she did some things in New Jersey that I do not like, uh, but she is very much a moderate and some and a lot of people in her party would actually describe her as democratic light or even a democrat even though i don't think she is i can understand why someone would describe her as democrat light but uh christy whitman has been an unapologetic trump basher for good reason because trump is not a republican uh, trump is an opportunist trump is someone who really likes to push the boundaries and he's he's just he's in it for himself he, he's not he he was a liberal his entire life for the most part at least socially he was and then all of a sudden he says that he's a republican and the gop as gullible as they are believe it and they let him have the nomination and christy whitman was very skeptical of this didn't like trump's rhetoric didn't like his temperament didn't like his demeaning of people based on ethnicity didn't like a lot of what he did and here in new jersey when she actually, she wrote an op-ed basically, I believe she wrote an op-ed saying in 2018 saying that she hoped that the Democrats would regain control of the House and that would be a good thing and described her own experiences as governor here in New Jersey where she actually sometimes worked better when the legislature, the state legislature was Democrat and she was Republican. She found that sometimes it has some checks and balances. So sounds reasonable, right? Well, not to the, um, not to the, I can't remember which county it was in New Jersey that did this, but this county in New Jersey, some particular county, I, I believe, uh, had was hosting a, a dinner, a Republican dinner. It was a big fundraiser that was supposed to feature uh, the previous three governors of New Jersey. So it was supposed to have Tom Kane, uh, who was a great governor, Christy Whitman, and, of course, Chris Christie. Well, the NJ, uh, the 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 GOP of this county here in New Jersey uh, got enough complaints from the ideologues of the party that they actually uninvited Christy Whitman, and instead of having three Republican governors, it was only two. Now, for a party that you know that hates cancel culture so much, and I don't get me started, I hate cancel culture too. They seem to enjoy canceling Christy Whitman because she dared to challenge Donald Trump, and I think that this is a problem when you when you have people who are denouncing members of their party who haven't even switched parties but have simply um, condemned the leadership when it deserves to be condemned. I think that's very dangerous because it sends the message that party is more important than country. And as we all know, John McCain's message of country versus campaign motto in 2008 was not a nationalistic dog whistle, but rather was a reminder that, uh, you know, we should put country over party. And that was what John McCain wanted. And you have a lot of people in the Republican Party who don't even like John McCain anymore and view him. And actually, uh, I mean, you had Donald Trump who, who attacked John McCain for his service, even though he he was beaten as a prisoner of war. 
and uh, he he couldn't even lift his his arms above his head if I'm not mistaken and and you had people questioning his patriotism while not questioning Donald Trump's patriotism so it's really screwed up how you know the Tea Party wing and the progressive wing of both parties seem to have this idea that have this backwards vision of what patriotism is all about and what and what good is all about and what evil is all about it seems to be the reverse and that's why I don't care for the ideologues of either party but I bring this up because. I think that as Blue Dogs, even though we don't belong to the same party as John McCain, that we can learn a lot from John McCain, and that is that uh, you got to think about what's best for your neighbors and what's best for yourself and what's best for your country, and you can't just think in partisan lens, and you can't let these, and if you're involved in politics, you can't let these these hyper-partisan people bully you into silence or bully you into uh, into agreeing uh, because I mean, I as we all know, the progressives love to bully. That's what they do. It's what they did with uh, with the Ed Markey supporters. It's what Bernie supporters did. Well, Ed Markey supporters bullied Joe Kennedy supporters in the Massachusetts uh, Senate race this year, and of course, Bernie supporters were uh, bullying Joe Biden supporters. And and uh, these uh, some of these bullies for Ed Markey said bullying works. And uh, you know, I just think that when you're a true believer, you're more likely to bully other people because they don't think like you. And I think that that's, a, that's terrible, but a symptom of, uh, of extremism, political extremism. Extremism is a bad thing one way or another. And I think that we have to get past that. And I understand that we're always going to have extremists. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an ideologue. I know that there are going to be extremists, but I want there to be less extremists. I want people to think for themselves and not just what the party platform tells them to think. I think that when you have um, a party that calls... Uh, th- their members, rhinos, Republican in name only, or dinos, Democrat in name only, that were in a very dangerous position because they're basically delegitimizing their own members and they're beating beating them up and, and basically saying moderation is not welcome here. And I, I reject that. I think that moderation is what has actually allowed us to progress. I think that progress cannot occur without moderation. I think that as much as I disagree with GOP politics, I understand why there is a Republican Party. We need a Republican Party in this country. We need a Democratic Party in this country. But I think that when you have one one significant problem that I see is that we actually have members, ideologues in both parties from the extremes who actually think that the two party system, who not only object to the two party system, but they think that the two parties are too similar, too similar, really, at a time when bipartisanship is at an all time low. Seriously, how can the parties be too similar? The only way that the parties, the two parties are similar is the fact that both parties ha- seem to have their moderates who can get along with each other, and then they have the radicals, the ideologues, who uh, denounce and bash their moderate uh, counterparts because they don't see things their way. And I will tell you an interesting story. I, I was having an argument with someone in my party, a progressive nut, who basically— uh, when I said I'm a Democrat, but I have some conservative viewpoints, he he said, "Okay, well, I guess you're right." Strom Thurmond was a Democrat who had some conservative viewpoints, and I don't know if he was trolling or if he was just an idiot. But I think that um, you know, when when you compare one of your party members to a a segregationist and a racist one at that, obviously all of them are racist, but a racist segregationist. Um, I think that you've gone off the deep end just a little bit. You know, I I just think that uh, partisanship and uh, ideological pureness kind of clouds your judgment sometimes because as we all know ideologues are so emotionally invested in what they believe that they can't even consider your point of view without getting all angry and sometimes they can't even hear your point of view without getting all angry and and it's just absolutely absurd it's really absurd and i think that 
if anything, that is that is the kind of politics that John McCain hated. Now, I John McCain might have done some things that I didn't necessarily agree with, and this is why I always tell my fellow Democrats, you can like Republicans, you can you can like them and admire them, but don't be surprised when they do something that you don't like, because even even though we have our differences in, in both parties, we're still registered members of one party or another because we agree with the message. So when a Republican disappoints you, don't be surprised. Don't don't just, you know, don't go off the deep end and say, I can't believe John McCain acted like a Republican or I can't believe Susan Collins acted like a Republican because they were Republicans. Party counts for something, but it's not everything. And that's the point that blue dogs try to uh, point out to people that we are we, we are better than this. We need less partisanship and uh, we need more communication. And I'm so happy that No Labels, uh, which is a... Uh, I want to say nonprofit, but I'm not 100 certain. No labels is really gaining some some traction, and Larry Hogan, the Republican governor of Maryland, who I just love so much, I think he is terrific, uh, is um is going to be in a leadership role. I can't remember which one it's it is, but I think that that is great because Larry Hogan is the kind of person that. Republicans, the ideological pure Republicans cannot stand and think as a Democrat. What I found, and I was talking to a blue dog uh, in um, at, a, at a congressional town hall back earlier this year before quarantine started. Uh, this blue dog, we were, we were, we were at this t- congressional town hall and a woman was talking about illegal immigration, which I am against. And, um, and I, I turned to him and I said, you know, I'm not a Republican, but I agree with what she's saying. Illegal immigration is wrong. And he said, same. I'm a blue dog Democrat. And I said, me too. And he said, and we started discussing it. And he said something so true that stuck with me. He said, Republicans think I'm a Democrat and Democrats think I'm a Republican. And that essentially is what being a blue dog is all about. You have people who don't see you as, as one of, one of their own, uh, if they're, if they're really ideologically pure and, and, and just partisan, they, they don't see it that way. And that's one of the problems of being a blue dog. And that's why I get tired of people saying that moderates are mushy and that moderates have no spine and that we don't stand for anything. Because when the truth is, when you're a moderate, you're attacked by both sides, you're attacked from both extremes. And it's, 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 uh, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. But I would not change what I am just to please the ideologues. They have nothing that I want. I just want I, I'm very proud of my moderate views, and I think most most importantly, we need to recognize the message that John McCain, uh, during his 81, 82 years on this earth, uh, tried to convey, and that is uh, country first, and, and that means country over party, and both, uh, both sides need to wake up to that and remember the wise words of the maverick, John McCain.